a mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And it is Drive Radio. Last hour, myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. 303-477-5600 is our number. Charlie Grimes, your engineer. Larry Unger answering phones. We appreciate that very much. Somebody asked a question, by the way, via text message. And rather than me go through a lengthy return of that call, uh, they tried calling earlier and we were busy, which we had pretty full lines that last hour. But go ahead and call us now. We'll get you right on air. 303-477-5600. Question of the day is, you know, give us one of your favorite automotive heroes. Somebody emailed this in and said, the entire Bandemir family. I was at a hardware store a couple of weeks ago and saw the Cadillac Power GMC pickup. The family and Speedway have bred a great, have been a great blessing for three generations in my family. This was Dan. So, uh, Dan, you know what? I would I would reiterate and say the same thing here in the in the Denver area, especially, but really uh, nationwide. Uh, they and others like them that have been, you know, very strong when it comes to the motorsport ends of things. And even prior to that, even before the Speedway, what they did for the, you know, the motoring community for folks like my dad and others that, you know, were young kids trying to build hot rods. And, you know, they had a speed shop and, sure. you know, all of that even before the Speedway ever came along. Yeah, th- those guys are, yeah, they're they're right up there at the top of the list as well, especially in our area here. They've done a, they've done a great, great job when it comes to, you know, just the automotive world and, and uh, you know, what we have here in, in the Denver area. So, yeah, oh, Bandemir yeah. family, thank you. Yes, very much so. Nice. But anyways, uh, one more I've got, and some of you may may call in with some others, but I've got one more too. And I think guys like, you know, Chip Foose, when you look at some of the vehicles that, you know, Chip has designed through the years and some of the things I think that have even been copied off of him that I think even some of the new car manufacturers may even copy at times, you know, I, I think that, you know, Chip is one of those guys where when you start talking about things that he's been able to do for the industry, he's another one of those guys that I think is just... You know, very strong and a very, you know, very big leader when it comes to what he's done in the industry. And, and again, we, we'll keep going through some of these. But, again, give us a call. What is your favorite or who is your favorite automotive hero? It doesn't have to just be one. It can be sure. it can be numerous guys. Yeah, right. uh, gals, by the way, it doesn't have to just be guys. It's funny how in a lot of cases it is is guys. But there's some there's some ladies out there, you know, the uh, Judy Lillies and Shirley Modownies that really did a lot also for the racing world and, and I think did a lot to get rid of some of the stereotypes that it's just a man's world because it's not. There's a lot of great ladies yeah. in the in the racing world and the automotive world in general that have done a lot of great things. So, sure. again, myself, Ken Rackley, give us a call as soon as somebody drops off. Call us, Mike in Greenwood Village. You are next, Mike. Yeah, I've got a 2013 Kia Optima FX. Okay. And um, sometimes accelerating from a stoplight the engine will fall flat on its face and just die. It doesn't shut off completely, but it just, it, um, instead of going forward, it just stops, (laughs) stops right there. Hmm. Same thing happens uh, accelerating across a rough stretch of, um, pavement. Oh, okay. 
And Otherwise, it, it accelerates just fine if I'm rolling around, you know, rolling along 20 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour. That's just fine. But uh, from a stop, sometimes acceleration will um, just seems like it kills the engine. Okay. And any uh, question again, any lights coming on right. or anything? No. No? Okay. Uh, you, you'd be surprised how many times I ask that question. Oh, that light's been on forever. Right. It's nothing. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but uh, that's why I ask every time. Yeah. Um, so 13 Optima. And so it's when you accelerate and cruising along or a rough road uh, would do it too, huh? It's if I accelerate, and by that I mean really putting my foot in it. Okay. Uh-huh. Check the... So there's an air duct that goes from the air cleaner over to the engine. It's a you know usually a, a rubber type air duct that goes over there, and it's got an accordion type thing to it, so it can flex as the engine does. Make sure there's no cracks in that. It's a 13. I, typically they wouldn't start cracking that early, but who knows? Um, I would look there first, but the rough roughness or the rough road wouldn't really cause that if basically if there's cracks in that air duct you can lose you know you can lose the proper air flow through the sensor so the sensor shuts fuel down so you're not getting uh you know you're not getting the proper fuel to what your throttle is actually looking for so i would look there first and sometimes that won't set a light because it's sensing that it's doing the right thing uh, I would check there first. If not, with the roughness, that almost sounded like an electrical-type issue, uh, maybe a ground or something like that. But typically that would turn a light on, too. So, uh, you know, right. it, it's it's probably, you know, I would check that air duct first. That would be the first thing I would look for probably in this case since you it takes heavier throttle, and when you heavier throttle, the engine torques more and can open an air gap in there. So that's what I would look for first and just see if there's any damage there. Uh, and they just crack over time, typically. Okay. Uh, I, I uh, wish I had more for you, but I just can't think yeah, of any Yeah, that's another one of those that really look. has to have somebody yeah. really, you know, technically skilled look at it. Right, exactly. Some experience yep. behind the wheel and yep. see what uh, where it might be coming from. But the only other thought is, uh, if, could there be anything, a, a problem with the turbo or anything like that? Possibly. Possibly, but there again, typically you will get uh, you. Will, there's enough sensors on there that typically it would turn a, you know, turn some kind of light on. You know, turn right. check engine light or throttle boost or not getting enough boost, something yeah, along those lines. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank okay. you very much. You're very welcome, Mike. I appreciate it very much. Thanks again for the phone call. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Bill in Idaho Springs. You're next. Hi, uh, my. Car hero is Walter Ballard, who apparently was a NASCAR racer, and we lived right down the street from him hmm. long ago in Houston. He helped me with my '64 Chevy when I needed exhaust. Really? Hmm. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you: How do you optimize just for the average person horsepower versus torque? Uh. Not, I'm not sure I'm following the question, Bill. How, how do you optimize between the two, or how do you optimize each? Yes. Well, what, what, what will be the best uh, ratio? 
there, there is they, they go hand in hand. I, I don't know that I can. Oh, do they? Yeah, okay. I don't know that I, I can answer that. that. You know, if you if you raise horsepower, you're going to raise torque. Torque is what gets things moving. Horsepower. There's there's a lot of stuff, by the way, out on the internet that will even explain where the horsepower figure came from and why it's in some ways a little bit arbitrary and, and not even equal around the world um, you know, because of the way it was even figured back in the day. There, there's some really great uh, YouTube videos on explaining even the difference between horsepower and torque. But, you know, horsepower is, is literally the, you know, the power that the engine makes, and torque is what gets it actually moving is probably the best way for me to explain it. And, yeah, they, they typically go you know, hand in hand. There's a lot of companies now even that are giving you torque readings and not even giving you any horsepower on the engine. I noticed the Kia that I'm driving, the the Sorento, or, you know, yeah, the the Sorento I'm driving right now, same deal. It's giving you torque readings, not even horsepower because of what we're talking about. Wow. Well, that used to be huge, horsepower. It still is on commercials anyway. Sure. Yeah, and and, and they, you know, I I think because uh, in the marketing world, people relate to that. That's right. We have all learned that, you know, you know, here's the difference between 300, 400, 500, and so on. Um, But, but again, typically speaking, if you race horsepower, you're going, well, always, if you race horsepower, you're going to race torque. Now, you know, where that gets a little bit um, different, maybe is the way for me to say it, is diesel engines, for example, they produce a lot more torque than they do horsepower because of the design of the engine and how it's built and made. But on the same token, if you race torque on a diesel, you're going to race horsepower also. But, uh, but, okay, it's, but it's always, di- on a diesel, so, by the way, real quick for everybody listening, it's always a different ratio, back to your right. point, Bill. A diesel engine will always have higher horse or lower horsepower, higher torque, where typically on a gas right. engine, it's higher horsepower, lower torque. Right. Right. Okay. I appreciate it. No, and that's a great question. I, I appreciate that, Bill, because that's, that's always a tough one, especially on air to explain, because... Because no, they are they are not one and the same. All right, Mike in Colorado Springs, Paul in uh, Monument. You guys hang tight. Paul, I'm going to take you first. I know you sent me the text message. Hang tight. We'll come right back to you and take that call again. Our number three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. This is Drive Radio. Dr. Julie provides both the scientific methodology and the empathetic accountability you need to lose weight. You've lost the weight in the past, but as soon as you started slipping back into your old habits, you felt like a failure. Now you've gained all of that weight back, plus some more, and starting over seems pointless. Both John Rush and Dr. Julie understand the daily struggle of staying healthy. The HCG diet at Ascent Health Center trains your body to convert unnecessary fat into energy. But you also need the mental and emotional fortitude to help you stick with it long term. Something as simple as a daily text message from a qualified weight loss guide could make all the difference between another yo-yo diet and a true lifestyle change. Remember how much better you felt without the extra weight. Call Ascent Health Center now and mention Rush to Reason for 30% off your HCG diet plan. 303-343-8800. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface in our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism in our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores nationwide. 
Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa Auto Parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance offers a rebate program unlike any other. Every year that you don't file a claim, you get a certain percentage of your money back. Just one example of how Paul Lewinberger, the personal insurance agent of John Rush, keeps your rates so low. He rewards his customers for their diligence and responsibility. Paul can also help you strategize about when to file a claim and when to pay out of pocket so you save more money in the long run. You don't want to shop online for insurance because you have no idea what you're buying. You need Paul Lewinberger with American National, the no surprises insurance agent. Call 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. And ask Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance for details about his unique rebate program for home and auto insurance. Talk to somebody with the expertise to advise you so you get the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive in Aurora. Paul and Monument, you're next. What's going on, Paul? Hey, on to your question of the day. Uh, I got a little bit of a tale to go with one. Sure. I grew up in a shop. I grew up in a shop in Minnesota. That was about 35 years ago. My dad did a lot, a little bit of drag racing, and funny enough, uh, his lo- biggest trophy was for winning his class in a Corvair Monza Spider. Wow, nice. a turbo a car. Yeah, turbo car. Yeah, ch- six cylinder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he did a little. He did a little work on that thing, and wa- he was about six foot five. And watching him put that car on always brought a smile to my face. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but. Uh, but he was mostly into road racing, and he took us to every track up in that neck of the woods, Road America, cool. Brainerd, a couple of Grand, couple of Grand Prix in New York and wherever. And nice. three of the guys, and he was kind of a fixture in the pits, being a mechanic and all that, but best self-taught mechanic I've ever known. Awesome. And, That's really uh, cool. And I had the opportunity as a young guy, before I even had a driver's license, to meet Mark Donahue. Oh, really? Died tragically. Died tragically in a in a right. bad accident. Left left the track before safety rules and the, right. went to a billboard and the support got him. Mm. And then the other guy that was super and uh, and his daughter used to host the Saturday morning hot rod show was Jerry Hansen. Yes, yeah. Those those guys were magnificent drivers. And uh, for yeah. a while in IMSA GTs, they were running a twin turbo Porsche that. Uh, they had rigged the thing up to create ground effects so that 1,200 horsepower, I think it was a three-and-a-half-liter engine, would literally suck itself to the track. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, of course, they eventually banned him from it because the car was so much faster. All right, so question real quick for you and, and Ken alike here. Do you think that some of the you know race car drivers are more heroes, or is it the folks that were behind the scenes actually building the cars to make them do what they did? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, you know, having we kind of got into motorcycle racing later, and that's where we really developed an appreciation for the techs and the mechanics and yeah. the designers yeah. and the engineers. And and there was always one or two guys in the pit crew of those guys, including another one I wanted to mention was Paul Newman. Oh, yes. Sure. Uh, when when sure. He, he was racing for Datsun and then Nissan. And, uh, you know, those guys always had one or two guys on their crew that they relied on that listened to them. And, uh, you know, Paul Newman can get a little feisty when his car wasn't working. And uh, but the, the pit crew and the guy behind them and the sponsors, you know, that put sure. up. The so yeah, did, yeah, you know what? I thank you for mentioning that as well. Yeah, the guys right. funding it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they w- yeah, we wouldn't have a lot of what we have today if it wasn't for those folks funding it. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, no, and the technology, the, te- yeah. the technology transfers to the cars we're driving today. It's amazing. It's no, like you're right, and, and you know, and I think some of the, the the factories that have pulled out of some of that. You know, I often wonder, is that going to have an effect on us, you know, on down the road? Because you know, to your point, Paul, a lot of R&D, this is something that uh, one of our particular political parties in this country has no idea how it works because they, they literally, I think, hate racing for, for, for the most part because they look at it as an environmental evil. But really, Paul, a lot of what we enjoy today in modern vehicles comes out of the racing world. Right. In fact, I would say all of it does. Exactly. Even a lot of the safety devices we have came sure. from there. Yeah, exactly. Well, great, speaking of that point. party, they don't want us to have cars, period. No, they do not. Yeah, that's a great point. No, I, I believe that firmly, Paul. You are 100% correct. Uh, cars mean freedom, and there's a party in this country that doesn't want us to have freedom, and so they do not like cars, period. Yes, I agree with that 100%. Yep. Yep. Well, this, not to suck up too much of your time today, I want to get on to this funny problem. Yes, with my let's go for it. Let's do it. On, I've been working on cars for 40 years, and I only call you when I have something weird. So it's, it's a kind of an unusual one. I got this 2007 Jeep Commander that's my daily driver. I live on a dirt road, and the thing gets me around fine, gets 18 miles a gallon. I actually call it my beep or my meep because it's Mercedes-Benz years. So sure. I got a Benz engine. Right. I got yeah. a Benz engine and a German ZF transmission. Right. Yeah. Right. And one of my wife's little projects, her inspiration is my perspiration, you know. <laughs> <laughs> got it. We, we went up to Denver to pick up some uh, lady's entire collection of cabinetry from her quilting business, which filled my cargo trailer with particle board stuff, kind of heavy. And I'm trying to back it into a slot in the backyard in that Jeep, and I didn't want to use low range because I was spinning already. But I had to kind of rock it back and forth, you know, on the gas, let it roll back down the hill, hit the gas again in reverse. And ever since then, I got the thing parked in there well enough, but ever since then, only on a right-hand turn from a stop, First to second shift is delayed, and then it's kind of clunky and bulky. Doesn't do it on a left turn, and I figured, okay, well, maybe it's time to change the limited slip lube in the rear diff. I did that and added the, added the Mopar additive. I haven't done anything to the front. But on a left turn, it's fine. It's only on a right turn. Now, I can kind of fool it by letting off the gas or, or not letting it shift into second and by, until our wheels are straight. But I'm thinking it's in the differential, but I don't know if it could be in the T-case or something else. I would almost want to look at the viscous coupler on the transfer case if it were me, given the symptoms right. you're describing. You would think it would go both directions, but... I, Not always. But right. Sometimes exactly. they can be weird that way. And and that, as you know, that's kind of a known issue on some of those anyway. So yeah. I, I would... I, that's the first place I would look. Yeah, because it's cheap. It's all-wheel drive. All I have is a four-wheel drive. That's right. Option. Yeah, the, vis- the viscous coupler does all of that... Uh, differential if you would between the front and the back when you're making you know corners and so and it really right. what you're describing is exactly what yeah you know why it's not happening both directions 
Uh, I, that I can't answer. But I, you know, I, I, in all the years I've done this, I've seen weirder things. So it's not the first time I would ever see that. Check the transfer case fluid. See how. See what it looks know, like. See what How's it, it smells smell? like. Yep, exactly. Yeah, try that first. I you think, know, and I don't know if I, I caught Paul. How many miles? One hundred and twenty-five. Okay. Yeah. But I don't really know. You know, it looks like a standard Dana rear end to me. But it's I can get it up on the scissors lift, and all four wheels pull all the time, forward and reverse. And I don't know how they set it up in that diff. It's not like a limited slip, but it's not lockers either. So I don't know which is the primary drive wheel. And if that's the one that is, you know, if the right's primary going forward or the left is primary. Whichever one has, well, if it's an open differential, whichever one has least resistance. Yeah. Which typically is the shorter of the two shafts. If you look at the diff, it's typically the one that has the shorter of the two shafts is the one with least resistance. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's, it's the discus coupler hadn't occurred to me, so that's that's a good suggestion. I just don't know how to go about. And you know, and I haven't, I have plan. not, um, you know, I haven't looked at the actual procedures for checking the viscous on that particular vehicle, but there's typically a procedure for checking them, and I would do that. That's worth looking at. That, or I, I pull a pumpkin in the back and see if I did something to the clutches or the spider gear or something. But you know, the other thing I would ask you too is if you do a. You know, just you know, dry dry pavement, for example. If you turn, you know, wheel to wheel, go you know, go around a circle left, go around a circle right, and do that a couple of times. Have you done that? And if so, how does it act when you do that? Do you get any wheel chirping or anything weird like that? I haven't tried that. I know, you know, like all four wheel drives, I get on ice and it wants to hop around because of the right. pitch and towing. But I haven't really which, tried which, that. Which, which, by the way, with a viscous coupler, it should never do. Right. You yeah, should, should never have any it. that even on right. even on bare ice. You should not have any chirping at all, right. ever. If you do, there's a bad viscous coupler. Yeah. Is my point. Mm-hmm. And, and does that mean you drop the T case and it's internal? Or? Yeah. You know what? If viscous coupler is bad at 125, I would put a rebuilt transfer case in it if it were me. Yep. Because then you get yeah, a new I chain and do the whole noise. nine yards at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get any noise. No driveline hum or any, anything like that. It's you, just you, that right. weird. You never will with a bad viscous. Even back in the early days of viscous couplers, you would never get that. Right. Because it, it acts like it, the car thinks that I'm putting a lot more power to it, like there's some drag when I turn right from a stop. Okay, yeah. No, no, nothing at highway speed, but it, it almost acts like I'm on the gas a lot harder yeah. to the right than I am to the left. Yeah, if I was a betting that man, that's shift. what I'd... I mean, if I was betting on this, yeah. that's what my bet would be. Yep, if you're feeling feeling a bind, yep. that's uh, a lot of cases. Yep, definitely. that'd be my bet, Paul. Mm-hmm. That's super. Well, thank you very much. Always enjoy the you're show. You're very welcome, Paul. Appreciate appreciate. No, thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. I do mean that sincerely. Let's go to Mike in Colorado Springs. Mike, welcome. What's going on? Hey, John, thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be uh, having to move to Florida, and I own a 2018 Hyundai Tucson. And I'm going to be renting me a trailer. You, you, you know, what you get you all. Right. Would you recommend uh, getting the one with the two wheels, or just getting the whole car trailer thing? They rent. You know, just put the whole thing on the car, the trailer. So you're, so you're going to put put the Tucson on the, the Tucson trailer. behind the moving truck. Exactly. I'd put it on a four wheel trailer. I would put it on a four. Yeah, I, they probably wouldn't even let you put it on. Yeah, the, the I'd put it up in yeah. just for the you know for sake of wear yeah. and tear and everything else. Right. Just put it on one of their aluminum trailers yeah. and be done with it's it. It's going to track better and yep. everything. It'll so, be a lot yeah. easier. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what. I, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion too on that. Yeah, because I didn't want to mess it up. It's too. It's a 2018. Yeah. So it'd probably be worth it doing that trailer. Like. Well, well, and by the way, one or two ways I would look at that, Mike. There's a couple of ways you could do that because you could also get some bids on you know those transport transport companies out there that are running cars coast to coast on a consistent basis. You know, find out a what it costs to rent that trailer coast to coast, and or what's it cost just put that thing on a transport truck and have it delivered to where you're moving. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, That's the other option idea, you have. Too. Okay, thanks. I'm glad I called you. I'll, I'll do that. Because you might, you might find that you're not much different in price. Because some of those flatbed trailers from U-Haul on a one-way get expensive. Right. I mean, I've seen them be a thousand bucks or more. You could ship that car for less than that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll call them up and then see what they. Well, what I, what I did, I looked on the U-Haul. Is it said five hundred dollars one way? Okay. So that, that's that's a good starting point. So if they do five hundred dollars one way, and by the way, double check that because right now there's enough moving going on that they oh, yeah, may or may not even it. have a trailer available. So double check that first, get a firm price, and then look at what's it going to take to just run that thing on a transport okay, down there. Course. If it's a wash, ship it. One, yeah, right. Oh yeah, one. yeah. And I don't have to. You're right. I don't have to deal with any of that. In fact, right, if it's within a hundred bucks, ship it because it's not worth hassling of hauling right. that thing down there with the extra Strapped fuel you'll have and, and you know trying to back and, up and go yeah. through gas pumps and so on. Exactly. Ship it. Yeah. yeah, it's well worth the head. Yeah, that's definitely well. I'm glad I called you up for that. Yeah, you're welcome, Mike. All right, have a good day. You bet, you man. Too. Thanks. I appreciate the phone call. Jim and Brian both hang tight. We'll come right back. A line open 303 477 5600. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where our reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important, family. Regulated by door, NMLS 298-191, equal credit lender. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. 
JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck, we can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech Automotive. Jim in Louisville is next. Jim, welcome. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I enjoy the show. Thanks for it. Thank you. Um, I've got a 2008 Toyota RAV, and I've been uh, changing my own oil since, well, I worked in a gas station in the mid-60s in a tire store. And so all those years, I've pretty much been changing my own oil all those years, right. except for whatever. Right. I got a stripped drain plug in this 2008 Toyota RAV V6, and I'm trying to decide, well, I think what I want to do is probably replace the oil pan, unless there's a better, can you tap is the, threads is, or Is anything? the pan itself stripped, or is it just the plug, Jim, that's stripped? Just the plug. You, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I've... I've done my own oil most of the time, but I've taken it to the dealer a few times, and each time in between, the last couple of times, I've noticed it kind of maybe cross-threaded a little bit. There's more more give than it used to have, and mm. then finally I changed it yesterday, and there was a little puddle on it, and it, it, it stripped. So I don't know exactly which... Well, and the there. reason I ask is I, I would double-check that, because they do make... Um, you know, they do make an oversized self-tapping drain plug that if the holes in the pan are all messed up, you could do that. Uh, oh. But if the if the threads in the pan are good and you can just put a new plug in it, well, then just order a new plug, put a new plug in it, and go. Well, the, pl- the plug looked good. But, oh, okay. Okay, so. but anyway, I should have that checked. I don't think I'm going to do it myself. But. You could, no, you, I mean, you... The oversized drain plug. They work okay. fine. Yeah, you could do that yourself. You go to what, Napa and get a yeah. oversized yeah. drain yeah. plug. Yeah, they have a single and a double oversized, and oh. um, you know that's usually the first place I, you know, the first thing okay. we try, and then you know because you have to get them started exactly straight, you know. And but if you're, you know, you've been in the, yeah. in that you world put, enough, Jim. You yeah. could, you, you can know what it takes. Yeah. yeah, you know exactly. how to do that. Yeah. And um, do no, that it, first. It's just it's patience. That's that's one of those things where you just need patience. No, no, no extra huh. tools. You, no, you normally just, just yeah. typical end wrenches and some patience. Yeah. All right. Well, patience and a couple of beers. That yeah. Be. <laughs> right. Yeah, do the beers after. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I think on that pan to replace that, is it aluminum or steel? I think it's steel. And okay. I looked underneath there, and there doesn't look like there's anything oh, okay. obstructing it. 
I thought there might it, be exhaust on that one, but maybe not. No, so. it's, it oh, good. looks Off to clean, that. so that's the worst case scenario. Okay. That's easy then, yeah. easier. So it's not, yeah, but if you don't All have right. to, then. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, just because of, you know, trying to get everything resealed and just the hassle yeah. factor and the cost. I and, mean, yeah, if you can if you can put an oversized drain plug in it, do so. And that's, it'll last forever if I don't screw it up. Do it right. Way. You're right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you know? yeah, okay. it's a double plug. Think of it that way, Jim. So what you do is you put an oversized plug in it with its own plug inside of that fitting. So you basically screw the oversized fitting. It makes its new threads, and you put that in, and it stays. And then you just take the inside of that plug in and out. Okay. Now, there are a couple different types, like John was talking about there. You have that one, and then there's also the oversized that just screw in and just make new threads, and you pull and that you pull out, it every in time. out every time. Yeah, okay. but your chances are better of ending up having to do that eventually. But if you're careful, then, yeah, everything works just fine. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay, okay. and then uh, the, the guy, uh, Ayakoka, you mentioned him, right? Yes. In the days? And I thought that was good because in the early 70s, I didn't really like any of the American cars. I just thought they were going the little Mustangs and whatever. They just were too many compromises. And I think him doing the uh, K cars, which are ugly, front engines, front-wheel drive, and that little thing that looked like a rabbit, ugly, but front-wheel drive. Um, yeah, the Omnis. It started, it started the whole front-wheel drive kind of cars, I'm thinking. Yeah, right. My thought, anyway. Hey, well, hey, real quick, one more thing, too, Jim. I just discovered, and I didn't know this existed. I'm going to show this to Ken here in a minute. There's actually now uh, uh, Lyle, or L-I-S-L-E. I don't know if that's how you ever say Lyle, it. Tool. Lyle. Uh-huh. It's Lyle Tool Company. They actually make an oil pan plug rethread kit where it's a whole process where you actually drill out the current plug and then rethread it and then put a proper plug back in. So you could repair that pan if needed, and that will still be cheaper in the end if you have to go that route, then putting a pan on it. So, And you can buy that pretty much anywhere. Napa will carry well, those, well, too. How do you spell that word? L-I-S-L-E. It's Lyle. It's an oil pan plug rethread kit. L-I-S-L-E. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, thank you. You're very welcome, Jim. Appreciate the phone call very much. Let's go to Brian in Longmont, who's next. Brian, welcome. Hey, John and Ken. Thanks for taking my call. Thank, thank you. Thanks, Brian. John, you mentioned uh, Chip Foose, and I'd been thinking about him. So that's good. And then uh, sponsors uh, and team owners, uh, Roger Penske's kind yes. of on both sides. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, and, you know, and Roger, the, you know, Rogers. Actually, you you could you could throw him into all of that. Driver, sponsor, owner. I've. You bet. I mean, put him across the board. A, and yeah, you talk about heroes where they really have done. You know, Roger Penske's one of those guys, really almost like a Jay Leno. When you look at what he's done for the entire automotive world and, and, you know, even owning dealerships and most likely having a lot of input into even some of the cars we have today, I guarantee you that after he, you know, passes and we get some of, you know, get some some stories on him, you know, like Carroll Shelby, we will learn a lot about what he's actually done inside the industry that we probably don't know today. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, back up the crew and stuff. Uh, Richard Petty will always give uh, big-time credit to his brother, Maurice, who was the uh, chief mechanic on his cars. True. Yep. Maurice, Maurice Petty was, uh, was important. Uh, also, uh, I tuned in really late, so I don't know who all has mentioned who. But, Doesn't matter. We're okay. Uh, We're okay. We're in another hour. Go ahead. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Ed Eskandarian. Oh, nobody uh, said uh, him. No. Yeah, yeah Isky Cams. Cam. Nobody yeah. said that. No, that's yeah. a good one. And uh, 
on the on the styling side, chip foos and all that, there was a a man who did some really neat customs. His name was Daryl Starbird. No, I don't know that he name. In, huh. Yeah, he was in the '60s, '50s even. Uh, I think he's recently passed. And then, hmm. recently passed, we don't see it so much here, but out in California, the dune buggy was pretty much put together by a guy named Bruce Meyer. Mm-hmm. And, and um, he just passed at 94 years of age. Wow. So, you know, you real know, quick, but, just uh, going back to Penske, too, which I think we all forget. I haven't, I haven't talked about this. You know he actually now owns you know, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and has some great plans on even the town and everything around the speedway to really keep that thing, you know, rejuvenated and, and all of that. So, I, you know, you can add that kind of to another list of what he's done for the automotive world. That's true. I've got an old uh, sports car magazine from the 50s, and on the cover is Roger Penske leading a race down in Nassau. Wow. So there you Yeah, there what, you what a history. I mean, the guy has really done... You know, has just led a great life, and you know, of course, he's now a billionaire and has done just a, a lot in the automotive world, and and uh, just one of those guys that is uh, uh, not only very capable, Brian, but I think has a way with people and has a way of leading, you know, people and teams and getting things done. And he's he's just you know, again, he'll go down as one of the great heroes of the automotive world. Sure, he definitely is. Yeah. One thing on Jay Leno, uh, he found a car, I want to say in Minnesota, that uh, this man had built in the 30s, 20s or 30s, and it had an Indian motorcycle engine, hmm. and he built it with four, uh, wasn't a motorcycle, it had four wheels, he built this chassis and put this engine in it and everything, and Jay came across this vehicle, and he said, basic, and it was in rough shape, Jay said he bought it mostly because he didn't want some uh, Indian enthusiast to come along and snatch the engine out of it. He wanted sure. to keep that as, as you know, that sure. that kind of stuff. Jay does that kind of stuff. He does. I'll let you guys he does. Go. No, I appreciate that, Brian. And again, thank you for saying that. And yeah, he whoever mentioned Jay Leno earlier, again, I, I thank you because that was really, yeah. uh, you know, spot on. Wayne and Greeley, you're up, sir. What's going on? Hey, John. Um, at the risk of being sounding corny, uh, you know, you and Ken and uh, the other guys you have come in there have been my heroes for a long time. Well, thank you, Wayne. I, 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 I really uh, appreciate you saying that. I do. You're the people I rely on if I have a, a, a real important question and whatever. But thank you. <clears throat> back in the day, uh, my hero was my stepfather. I know he's not as important as Penske and all these people, <laughs> but you know in the 50s and 60s, uh, he was one of the first salesmen for MSD in this really? area. Really? I didn't know that. And I'll bet you there's still guys, or may some even hearing me today, uh, that would go to him. That's back when they were fighting the electronic ignitions in these Chevys and stuff. And uh, that MSD, I, I had one on my Yanko uh, that he put on for me, and I know it helped some. Uh, but he was uh, the plank salesman. Uh, he got honored a couple times. Uh, he went back to Texas, wherever they were back there. Um, he tried talking me into taking over for him when he uh, got older, but uh, I just wasn't much of a salesman. But there was a, he built his own garage out east of Greeley here, 
and there wasn't a day you couldn't find two or three cars out there waiting for him to <laughs> look at and maybe put an MSD on wow. and running better. So yeah. That's awesome. His name was Leo Brown, and he was my stepfather. That's awesome, that. Wayne. That's a yeah, great story. That is. Great story. Wayne, love you, man. Thanks for your kind words. Yeah. I do appreciate but, it, sir. Uh, have a great weekend. I appreciate that very much. Let's get one more in before the break. Mike and Bailey, you're next. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, sir. Thanks for calling. Uh, listen, as your previous caller just stated, as far as the question of the day, uh, my favorite gearheads are you and Ken and the others. Well, thank, well, thank you. you. Thank yeah. you so much. We, we really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. But my next quick question is, um, uh, it's an oil question. I have a Ford and a Chevy. The Ford does not require Dexos oil. No, nope. the Chevy right. does. Right. My question is, can I use the Dexos oil in yeah. the Ford, yes. and what's the difference? None. But the Dexos rating was actually developed by GM. Right. And um, so it has to meet that rating, and, right. and literally, Mike, it is. Uh, yes, it has to meet their specs to have the Dexos logo, but GM is getting a kickback on every bottle sold with that insignia on it that's how that works so can you put that in a ford or any other vehicle absolutely yep oh okay what is it uh, an ad pack or what is that it's just a certain spec yeah certain spec that all oil or that oil has to meet for them to put that certification on it but that dexos i mean gm was pretty smart with that certification i'd have to look and see how much money they've made off of that certification, but I would bet it's millions and millions oh, by yeah. now. Yeah, every gotcha. year. Yeah, that's okay. really what it boils down to. And yeah. actually, it was really right. ingenious on their part. Yeah, because it, it didn't change anything. No, with, it, with the, any of the oil. Yeah, they it, didn't it say just, that if you. I don't want to say it. They didn't yeah. say you. Um, you know, you must use General Motors oil because that would be against the Magnuson Moss Act, and they would have to give you that oil for an oil change during its warranty period. What they did is they said, we have to, ha- you have to have this spec oil with this basic starburst of Dexos on it, or it voids your vehicle warranty. That became legal under the Magnuson Moss Act and generated them, I guarantee you, millions of dollars in return. Okay, I get it. All right. All right, that's all I got. All right, appreciate it very much, Mike. And that was a great question, by the way. Uh, Chuck and Arvada, Ben, both. You got question of the day answers for us. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Myself and Ken, last segment coming up. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887.
87. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Autoglass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. All of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley. Larry on answering phones today. We appreciate that very much. And Charlie Grimes. Real quick, everybody listening, I did figure out the Dexos end of it. So that's been required since 2011. So for 10 years, General Motors has been making... $1,000 for each product line in a product. So if Mobile One wants to do Dexos in 530, 1030, you know, all the different weights that's required by GM, it's $1,000 each one of those for each oil manufacturer. Each license. For each license. And then it's $0.09 cents a quart beyond that. So if you think about that for 10 years. How many hundreds how many, of millions of gallons? How many millions of quarts have been sold with a Dexos logo on them? General Motors getting $0.09 cents each back plus the $1,000 licensing fee. I'd love to see on the P&L of General Motors where that income stream is and how much it actually is. Because whoever thought that whoever thought that up had better got a really good raise on the General Motors <laughs> side, I would hope. Because yeah. they were, that was a brainiac uh, move yeah. on whoever's part that was. Right. So. Ben and Littleton, you're next, sir. What's going on? Hey, John. Great show. Listen, uh, in response to the all-time favorite, I would put Peter Rock up there near the top. And he was, first of all, the youngest designer ever hired by GM, but he was in on the development of the Stingray. Uh, and he brought the Datsun 2000 into the racing world, and uh, he was the sort of inventor of the air dam. And... He was uh, involved in the development of the Cobra Coupe that uh, went on to win so many races for Shelby. Hmm. And that's one of the reasons I would, you know, put on the table Pierre Brock. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lots of good. Them. Yeah. 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 No, I. So, good one. Good one. That's about all I've got. No, you're so fine. No, great answer, Pin. No, that's what we're looking for. I appreciate that. And I've heard some names today that I. I've either forgotten or, or didn't know about in the first place. Chuck in Arvada, you're next. Yeah, this is really different. Uh, Dennis Gage in My Classic Cars. Oh, uh-huh. 
on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. No, he's another one. Done. Hey, yeah. No, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, he's on every Saturday morning on the Auto Channel. Yeah. So I, I kind of no. I've watched him. Show. He is a that guy is. A, you know, he's he's. A, I don't know if you can quite put him in the same class as a Jay Leno, but you know, he's that type of individual that really is a is, passion for the, yeah, He's in it for the car. Yeah. 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 He's just a promoter, you know, for himself. Right. And for the audience and stuff. So no, I he's done great. I didn't know if that was mentioned or not. Nope, nope, no, nobody mentioned yep. him. So, That's Chuck, good. I again, thank you very much. There's lots of names I didn't uh, didn't think about. Buck and Cheyenne, you're next. Hey, good Buck. morning. How are good you, afternoon. sir? I'm I'm well. So, uh, I uh, know we are short of time. Uh, one of the names that I thought of, Pete Peterson, Hot Rod, Motor Tram. Oh yeah. Uh, guns and ammo. He probably died yeah. a billionaire, but uh, he, uh, when I was just a kid, and that was a few years ago, uh, I don't have the first Hot Rod magazine that was published, but also along with him, Wally Parks. Uh, oh, yeah, NHRA. The Hot Rod yes. Association. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so, two good names. I, You know, the, the Pete Peterson, I, I, I kind of. Actually, for, I mean, Peterson Publishing, I forgot about that. You're, I mean, as a kid, that was that's what you read. That's who was in charge of all that. I mean, I gave them a lot of money over the years. Sure. <laughs> I, I wish I'd have kept all of the ones oh, I bought. Oh, me too. I was thinking about that the other day, Buck. I'm like, oh, man, if I'd have just kept all those old hot rods. But, you know, I don't what know. Do you, you didn't do it back then. Right. I should have. Yeah. What do you do with them? Yeah. So, no, that's great. Okay. I, I forgot about that. Another good one. Okay, I'll let you go. I know you're short. No, of time. you're fine. So, no, Buck, thank day. you. I appreciate that. That was that was a good one. Uh, Claude and Lakewood, you're up next. Uh, yeah, I got a, a transmission, a four-speed transmission out of a '84 Ford uh, pickup. Uh, uh, I bought it, and then I ended up just rebuilding the one I had in it and put it back in. Okay. And uh, and I was wondering if uh, somebody might hear. It. Uh, I can give you my number or whatever. Oh, so you so you you want to you've got one to get rid of is what you're trying to say? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let me put you on hold and I'll get Larry to get your number. Yeah, we can pass that. We can pass that around and see if we can't uh, can't get rid of that for you, Claude. I'll put you back on hold. Larry can handle that. We probably got time for one more question. Somebody's calling in now. We'll take one more call. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. But you know, as far as the question of the day goes, man, there's been a lot of folks mentioned today yeah. that, frankly, I forgotten about uh, yeah well and and almost every caller has you know their, and and yeah, none of them exactly. have been bad they, you right. know they've all been yeah you know, well first of all if it's your hero it's your hero there's nothing yeah. bad about that but a lot right. of you have mentioned you know mentioned some that i yeah, frankly would not have thought of go through my mind and stuff yeah no it's no, it's been really good so thank each and every one of you for doing that bill and lakewood is next bill go ahead hi how you doing hi. bill well, thanks for, wonderful thanks for taking my call sure um have Look up John Fitch. I don't know if anybody's mentioned him. No. He was a racing driver, participated in the 1955 Le Mans, where they had that deadly crash. And he went on to invent the safety barriers, uh, the yellow barrels that are sand, filled with sand. Yes, yes. Um, to, to help with crash protection on highways all over the nation. It's very did. significant. And I did not know that, but you are, you are right. Yeah, another good one. Great. That's great. Thank yep. you. Yep. Thank no, you Bill, again, thank you very much. I mean, that, that's you know, it's, awesome. It's such a wide, the, the automotive industry has, you know, affects everybody, and it's right. just, there's so many things that touch right. every certain that's area. Right. 
Yeah. Dave and Thornton, That's you're next, great. sir. Dave, I have a uh, O2 GMC 2500 that somebody attempted to steal a couple of weeks ago. Sorry. They were unsuccessful. Yep. Good. But they buggered up the column and uh, the, the lock set. Yep. The key still works. That's fine. So I'm, I'm ordering in parts. But um, in ordering the lock set, um, from what I found out, I always thought the security was in the, feet, the fob itself, and apparently it's not. It's in the key where there's some kind of a transponder of some kind? Well, not on that not one. Not on that one. That one is actually in the housing that the lock cylinder goes into. Okay. Okay. Right. So, so um, you'll the thing have was to. That, you will uh, have ordering, uh, ordering up a new lock cylinder. Uh huh. They don't sell keys with it. The local GMC dealership says, oh, we'll sell you the keys, but you got to bring the vehicle here. I said, well, how am I going to do that? Well, now I've got to tow my truck. No, no, just no. Take that lock cylinder and your key to a locksmith, and they can, and they can key that yeah, up. They for can you. do that. Yeah. And, and by okay. the way, actually, uh, Josh up at Legacy in Boulder, Dave has got all that ability now to do all of that. So you can take that up to Josh in Boulder, and he'll do that right there for you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, right. he'll so do it right on just, site. So no problem. I was just driving me a little yep. bit crazy. No, he'll take care of it for you. I'm gonna squeeze one more call in here real quick. We got a little bit of time. Mark, I got a minute. Go ahead. Yeah, 2017. Toyota Camry, they seem to indicate the front windshield has an electric de-icer. Is that true? Because I've never really seen it. If it does, you'll see it at the very bottom of the windshield along where the wipers are. You'll see what looks like a rear defroster. Like a uh, grid. You know, right there, a little grid there. Okay. And uh, just a quick note, uh, RPMs times torque equals power. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for that. No, I appreciate that very much. All right, with that, we got about a minute left. As all, I was going to throw in my, you know, uh, automotive heroes, which have to be my own family. My grandfather, who has now, you know, been passed away for many years now, but uh, he really was instrumental in probably me getting into the industry in the first place. My dad, my uncles, uh, my uncle Bill, uh, my dad himself. I mean, th- these guys are true automotive enthusiasts and taught me. Uh, all of the tools of the trade, and I would not be where I'm at today without them and the things that they did for me and even business-wise and just the the things I learned and the things they taught and the passion they gave me. I guess you could say that the automotive, you know, uh, side of it is in our blood, and it literally is, but uh, they're my heroes. They they did so much for not just me but our family, and I think just instilling a love for the automobile that, you know, I and even my son now, Richard, and sons, plural, uh, J.J., they would not have if it wasn't for what my, my grandfather even passed down uh, through the years. So sure. uh, that's those are my heroes. So, Ken, I, awesome. I always love having you. It's been a great day. Uh, it's always been a, a blast. Time. Yeah. It really love has. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, so thanks. Tune Tech Automotive out in Aurora. Give your number out. Uh, 303-364-3391. All right. Sportsman Colorado is next, folks. Stay tuned. Followed up by Shooting the Breeze. Uh, God bless you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next weekend, same time, same place. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.